Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news. You are a superhero of love. And through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you, I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. We are here today in my home on a canyon filled with beautiful flora and fauna and creatures of all sizes and shapes that Thule and Lucy, my two dogs, and I adore. But in this canyon, there is also Lyme disease. And so we are here a little bit after the end of Lyme Awareness Month with a special guest who has a special connection with Lyme, um, a history of having the disease herself and a more exalted experience with Lyme now. So I'm so excited that she's here. Welcome, Stephanie Reed. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm sorry that we didn't make it for Lyme Awareness Month, but frankly, I think every month should be Lyme Awareness Month since it's such a big deal these days. And But the reason why I was particularly inspired to interview you this week was that you and I both were at a very special event this last weekend, which was a Master John Douglas event. And we've mentioned, I've mentioned Master John Douglas with several guests and on my own over the course of this podcast. But this weekend was pretty spectacular because there was a healing that happened right in front of our eyes of a young man who had had a very painful nerve disorder for over three years. Was it over three years? Yes. Okay. And Master John, in front of the audience, spontaneously, it wasn't set up this way, it wasn't supposed to be this way, it just kind of evolved this way that this man ended up being healed of it instantaneously in front of the group, and and um, his pain went down, and then there was something thwarting even his not having the pain reduce all the way, and Master John got to the bottom of that as well. Um, So these two major things, one that was caused, the second thing that was caused by long-term pain med usage that was having his pain receptors misfire, right? Yes. Okay. So um, Master John Douglas is an important person in both of our lives. That was unbelievably inspiring. And I want to ask you in a second about why Master John Douglas is important in your life but I want to say one thing about this healing that happened over this weekend that was so um, kind of earth moving for me was that we found out the following day after the healing 
that this young gentleman had been doing one of the angelic processes that John has brought to us, which is on a CD called Karmic Repair. And we found out that he had been doing karmic repair, which is a 16-minute process, every single day for three months. And the drama, the dramatic element of that is that his having done karmic repair every day for three months is what was revealed to have kind of cleared the way for this major miracle to happen. Is that how you understood it too? Yes, I did. Yes. Also. Okay. So, um, now I am doing karmic repair several times a day, as I know you are as well. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And because if we want anything, whether it's physical, psychological, or spiritual to be cleared from our lives, we saw in front of us, this hugely dramatic thing happened that was as a result of this young man doing karmic repair, which was so inspiring. So, um, so I want to kind of weave that through our conversation, this whole karmic repair thing, because I'm so excited about this new, not that it's an entirely new revelation about karmic repair, because I've done it ever since I got it for years. It but. just really highlighted the power of it to see what what it had done for that person. We've all been doing it at least probably once a day for years, but to see it be so um, obvious <laughs> was really inspiring and uh, made both of us want to do it more often. <laughs> right, yeah. If he could get that result, wow, <laughs> what, can, what can we get? <laughs> Okay, so now let's take several steps backward to when you met Master John and why you were brought to Master John. Um, I met Master John for the first time on May 12, 2012 at a workshop in Portland, Oregon. And at the time, I had uh, chronic Lyme disease and uh, was virtually bedridden. I would get up out of bed maybe twice a day, uh, once to get my kids ready for school and take them, and again when I picked them up. And uh, everyone thought I was normal, but they didn't know that in between time, I would need to go back to bed. I had pain, not sharp pain, but very dull, constant, numbing fatigue. Uh, to do anything took a Herculean effort. And um, it just, everything I did felt like uh, the hardest thing ever. So um, my parents had had some of the CDs, the tools that Master John um, uses or, or sells, and they had given some to me to use. So I had been listening had to the tools. Master John? I didn't they know. had, oh, yes. They had already met him. They okay. had seen him some years earlier. Oh, okay. Yes. So um, I listened to the CDs, health repair and spirit repair, pretty much every day, multiple times before I went to see Master John um, in person. And finally, um, there had been a couple of times that he had been in the U.S. and I had not gone because I just felt like I was too sick to travel. But finally, a friend told me there was just no, nothing else to do and that I needed to go. So I did go and see him in Portland. And I just uh, want to interrupt and yes. just say this one thing is that I personally know several people who've been too sick to travel or thought they were too sick to travel and 
I know that, um, I mean, and there may be some, I just want to say there may be somebody hearing our voices right now and just, I just want to encourage you to get whatever support you need to get yourself to Master John if you can see him. And we're recording this and it's going to go up um, on uh, June 13th, which is right before the final weekend of the tour here on the U.S. tour that John has been on for the last couple of months. So there are still, um, there's still availability for the Los Angeles events on the 15th and 16th. So this weekend, June 15th and 16th. And then if you're listening to this recording long after the fact, just go to masterangels.org and you'll see when he's next going to be on tour in the United States. And next year in 2020, there will probably be a, a European tour as well. So if anybody's listening from Europe. But I just want to come back, swing back around with that, even if it takes like a fleet of people to get you to to see him in person. But there are other options that we can talk about later also. Yes, yes. Okay, so continue. <clears throat> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to, because you got there. You, you yes, didn't I, feel good enough to go. No, I didn't feel good enough to go. But um, eventually I did go. Um, and... Uh, I was healed of my Lyme disease by Master John in five minutes, essentially. Uh, During the group healing was, I believe, when that happened. And we did at that point have an opportunity to see him privately as well. But um, I believe that my healing happened during the group healing that he did. I had a, what I didn't realize really until it, it ended was that there was a persistent hum of infection in my body, like a vibration. And when he did the healing, it ceased. Uh, It was remarkable. Like I felt like what just happened? My body's quiet. And I went from feeling, you know, like I could barely sit up in the meeting to actually being comfortable for the first time in quite many years. So I knew that something um, outstanding had just happened to me. And um, then I saw him privately and he confirmed that, you know, I had a a pretty massive Lyme infection and uh, co-infections. And he told me that I I had been bitten by the tick that drank from the sewer. That's what he told me, that I had so much infection. So um, uh, he told me to do detox for five weeks So I turned around and did the detox for 10 weeks because I didn't want to take any chances. And he said that I would feel better. And he was absolutely right. I felt better almost instantly. And it got progressively better and better to the point where I think that I had had Lyme disease for so long that um, in my 40s, I felt better than I had ever felt. So that was pretty remarkable. Um, It changed my life. And, you know, of course, I was pretty excited right away. I had seen, I didn't have any doubts. I had seen what was, what happened. I was clear that I had been party to a miracle. And, um, and the miracle was on me. And so I came home and immediately uh, wanted to bring him to where I live, which is in Ashland, Oregon. And so I emailed and asked, you know, how does he decide where he goes for the different cities? And they said, well, you know, you can invite him, but he won't come. And so I said, okay, well, I invite him. 
And um, some time went by and I hadn't heard anything and I thought, oh, well, that's that. But uh, not too long later, I received a call that said, he's coming. And so he came to Ashland for two tours. And he actually, the first tour, he did workshops in my house, which was an amazing blessing for us. And then um, the next one, he we used a hotel because the number of people, of course, grew. And, you know, and since that time, his organization has grown to the point where he pretty much just goes to major cities. But um, so he doesn't come to Ashland anymore, but I follow, follow him as much as I can on his tours and... Um, you know, to be party to these miracles and witness this incredible healing that is available through this this venue. Uh, having had Lyme and having tried many different avenues to heal, including um, lots of different kinds of supplements through naturopathic medicine and um, some other alternative therapies, I have to say that um, I spent a lot of money and a lot of time that didn't make a difference and this was what worked for me do you know how many years you had it you know we're not really sure I uh what the naturopath believed was that I had been bitten many years before probably on the east coast and that I had had a kind of a low level infection the thing about Lyme is that it can kind of be like symbiotic with the body for a long time and you have symptoms but they're not taking over and then something can happen to upset that and the Lyme takes over and in my case uh, they believe that was a second tick bite here in in uh, on the west coast and that that is what sort of sent me down the down um spiraling downward and and made me very sick so I believe I had it already and then I I got bit again is what happened to me but it can any um having worked with a lot of different Lyme people over the years since I got healed um that happens often and um it can be any sort of uh trauma it can be a physical trauma an illness even just getting the flu sometimes will send people kind of uh will let it take over yeah um even a um a a death in the family a divorce there Mm -hmm. it can really be any sort of traumatic event that can do that from my experience in my experience from what I've seen so Um, In my case, it was a second tick bite, which I actually took the tick to the doctor and asked him to test it and um, asked to be tested and was told, we don't have Lyme disease here. And he threw my my baggie with the tick into the trash and told me to go home. (laughs) So um, had I uh, had the testing at that point, I might have known sooner that I had Lyme disease, but um, it, it took another few years before... And 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 me getting a whole lot sicker before I was diagnosed and um, before I ended up with Master John and getting healed. And I just want to also note because I know this detail about you that you were so sick you had to have your fam- your parents move in with you to take help you take care of your kids because yes. you weren't being as quite as dramatic about your story as it actually was. I mean, you know, just having to go back to bed between drop off and pick up, you were. You were really well, there was really a period of time where there was no drop off or pick up. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was a period of time where my parents lived with us and, you know, basically did all that for me yeah, because I wasn't care. able to I wasn't able to function. 
it was um you couldn't take care of your kids yeah no it was heartbreaking I actually was at a point where I had started to make uh some videos for my kids because I didn't know if I was going to to uh be still alive when they grew up and I wrote them letters I was kind of collecting Mm some you know some how I could still communicate to them how I felt after I was gone about things Mm. so that was you know I was at a point where I didn't know that I'd ever come back from it I pretty much lived my life on I had a biomat and I would lay on the biomat and listen to cds um the master john cds all day pretty much toward you know towards the end of it um but fortunately uh my friend did mention to me that she thought I should definitely go. She she pretty much kind of told me off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So which spurred me to actually do it, which was good because then I I was recently talking to, to my friend with HIV and it's this it's a similar thing that I found in the Lyme community is that because especially since people have had the disease for so long that they feel like they are the experts of their own disease and they know everything that there is to know and you can't really tell them anything new and, you know, they go with their left brain, you know. But, and I totally understand that because they've been surviving their disease, which shows up differently for everybody. A lot of people have things in common, but with some people it hits the brain more, some people it hits the joints more, right, and mm-hmm. yeah. all that stuff. But you know how when you've been with something for so long... It you becomes like your identity, one, yeah. Right, but you're also like the number one expert. Like, I am my mm-hmm. own doctor. I know what's good for me or what's right. going to work right. for me, and that's that over there is a little bit of bullshit you're offering me. But it's good <laughs> that she told you off and said it's not bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I think that's definitely true. But I also think that, you know, people with Lyme, there's not a lot of hope. Um, you know, even the Lyme literate MDs and this, I assume some people have results and do get better, but that wasn't my experience. So, you know, it. this was really the first time that I came across something that actually worked. So, and I've seen it since work so many times. I've been party to this same miracle. Um, I don't, I can't even tell you how many times, you know, yeah. that I've over the years that I've witnessed somebody go in to see him who was very ill with Lyme and yeah. come out and, and make it out the other side. In fact, there are a number of people in our organization who, who help who were former Lyme yeah. sufferers who I remember when they were sick, you know, they, they came after me and I remember seeing them be so sick yeah. and now it's like they never, they were never sick. So. I remember a woman was brought in a wheelchair into one of the LA events. Were you there in a wheelchair with oxygen tank? Her husband brought her, they kind of like escaped from the hospital to come. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she was crying and despondent the entire session until she went in to see him and she came out glowing. That was a huge transformation in front of our eyes as well. Like she thought, yes, I'll go. I'll leave the hospital room for this. But she was on her deathbed. Just crazy. Um, and I wanted to say something about the biomat because I know everybody, everybody loves their biomats. And I just want to say that for detox, you and I both have a Beamer mat. And... I just wanted to give that a shout out for detox because I personally have also had Lyme several times 
and we're going to get to why you know that I've had Lyme several times in a second here, but that Beamer mat has helped me with my detox. Like, so why do you know so much about my Lyme? Okay, so Stephanie and I both took John's course, which is called the Elite Development Course, and we, he, during that course... I'm going to let you talk about the course. During that course, we get a little bit of magic that happens. <laughs> and then some people, especially if they've dealt with Lyme previously, like you have, after the course, get a little bit of extra magic. So let's talk about that and why you know about my Lyme. And the reason she knows about my Lyme is that she's helped facilitate the healings for me. I guess the best way to describe it is that having taken the elite course, we have the ability to discern the truth in matter. And then just a small group of people were given an extra dispensation to be able to ask for Lyme to be killed. Um, this this healing is angelic healing. No one is actually doing any healing. No person is doing the healing. It would be the angels that are are doing the healing. And I was given the permission to ask the angels for the Lyme healing. So that's why Bridget um, has had my help. <laughs> um, so, and I, having taken the elite course actually several times now anybody that takes the elite course has the ability to as she said scan the truth and matter but we can also scan for instance not but it's and under the auspices of of scanning the truth and matter we can scan for the presence of a bacteria or a virus in a body in cells in fluids in Tallulah and Lucy my dogs Um, so we can scan for particular bacteria pathogens and so once these pathogens are found we can then we know how to make requests of the angels to help kill with their angelic frequency kill the with the exact frequency needed to get rid of that pathogen so yes thank God you have this special dispensation to kill Lyme because I keep getting it. I have had it almost constantly for the last several months. I get it. We clear it. I do the detox and then a few days pass and we get it again because Lyme is now airborne. And then all of a sudden, um, like recently, I'm not able to open a bottle and I'm usually the professional bottle opener for all my friends and family. So not being able to open up bottles my one of my superpowers is like is a sign that something's wrong there's kryptonite around and <laughs> kryptonite in this case is the lime anyway it just seems to be rampant in these here parts and in many parts like you were saying that your doctor said it's not in yes and i've noticed that and also i read an article this morning about this that um it, that said that people with pets tend to have more more incidents of contracting Lyme. Uh, and you've been killing it in Lucy and Tallulah, and they thank you as well. They are not available to participate <laughs> in this podcast right now because we don't have four microphones. But if we did have four microphones, they would be saying how much they appreciate you taking care of them as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, this article that I was reading this morning also talked about that um, Lyme could both be 
airborne and also sexually transmitted. So it's spreading in ways that are not really acknowledged by Western medicine at the current time. So it's not um, just a tick bite. It's not just a tick bite, but the article that I also that I read about the pets said that you know the pets are out playing. And they come in and um, they have even like the nymph-sized ticks. Everyone says, well, I didn't get bitten. But really, most of the time, you're not going to know that you got bitten because those nymph-sized ticks are tiny. And they like to go in places like underarms or, you know... Um, warm. Yes, warm, moist. tight areas. Saying warm and moist at the same time is always really attractive. Oh dear. Just any opportunity to say warm and moist in the same sentence. Okay, continue on. Anyway, so, um, but you'd never know that you, that they're tiny enough that, and they're in areas where you wouldn't necessarily see them or feel them, and they actually numb the skin. So you don't feel, oh you don't feel it. So you won't know. Most of the time, you won't know. That's the part that people don't realize. And you won't necessarily get that bullseye thing. That's the other thing that people kind of, I think, sometimes think. Is that you know, a lot of people who've been diagnosed, yes. That's only, I think the, the numbers on that are like 30 to 40% of the people get it. So that leaves a f pretty large number of people who don't get it. And then secondly, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't remember getting bit. And, well, you wouldn't, you know. So, um People with pets are at higher, higher risk because the pets are bringing the ticks into their environment. A lot of people sleep with their pets. Well, you're just sleeping next to your pet who has the nymph ticks on it, especially during this time of the year. And I'm told that this on the West Coast this year, that it's an unprecedented tick season. So your dogs are going outside and bringing in these nymphs and sleeping with you. And, you know, they, they're putting you, you at saying? risk. What are you saying, Stephanie? <laughs> okay. So tell us about the, a lot of people have had Lyme also for decades and they're super, super sick. And this man that we saw being healed a few days ago, he had only been, he had, well, he had had, I want to clarify also, he had had a level eight out of 10 pain for over three years, which is extreme pain. Yes, which was from a virus, not Lyme, just to be clear. Right, but, right, right. But yes. Right. I'm so sorry. Thank you for saying that because I did switch gears really fast there. I'm coming back around to that karmic repair thing because I did just suggest myself to somebody who had Lyme for a long time that uh, Master John healed, killed the Lyme in her. And I was just suggesting karmic repair to her, you know, on a daily basis after being inspired this week because it seems like chronic like it's a really great way to jostle things loose. So what are we jostling loose? This is such an interesting topic for me. And I think that it's an uncomfortable topic for some people, this karmic thing, because immediately, and you know, this is the superhero of love podcast. So we're talking about hearts. And I think that one of the things that um, shuts down people's hearts that can shut down people's hearts is any conversation about karma. Right. And like, don't tell me that I'm doing something bad or wrong in my life. That well, is. people perceive karma as bad. Yes. So but karma is just really <laughs> the equalizer. So uh, it can be good uh, equally as it can be bad. It's the balancing is the way I see it. And we're always hearing whatever's happening to your body is karmic. Right. So like and it doesn't have to be from something that you 
know or you don't know could be from past lifetimes. And if you don't believe in past lifetimes, I understand that that's really hard to get your head around. But karma isn't just about like what you did if you yelled at somebody on the freeway earlier today. You're going to get Lyme disease this afternoon, obviously. (laughs) But it is important to be a good person and uh, tailor your actions to how you want your life to be. If you're out there spewing negativity, you're going to create that coming back to you. So there is that element of it that you you do want to create positive energy in your life. And and a, a great way to do that is to take care of your actions and reactions and make sure that you are putting out what you want to receive. But even like when, you know, children get Lyme too, you know, like innocence, innocence get Lyme. So it may not be, it may not be seeable what this karma, you know what I mean? It's like an unseen source. Yes, it could be from, not from this lifetime. It could be a mitigation that something worse could happen. There are so many different things that it could be. Yeah, karma is an interesting one. So I wanted to mention this and it just popped into my head. So I'm so excited it popped into my head appropriately. There's a website called mjdintro.org, which is short for Master John Douglas Intro.org. And on there, um, you can see that you can join a free karmic repair call on Fridays. They rotate the times. It's either 1.30 p.m. Pacific time or 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, and you can adjust the time zone for yourself. So one week it's 1.30 p.m., the next week it's 5.30 p.m., the next week it's 1.30, etc., etc. And there's a free karmic repair that you can listen to. You call in or you join by internet, and you can listen for free to karmic repair. So you can see if it's just 16 minutes long, and you're joining with people from around the globe. And it's kind of cool because at the end of the call they ask if you want to say what city you're calling in from and you feel like you're in this giant group of people listening to karmic repair which is cool and so super powerful so you can check it out if you've never heard it and then if you're in the los angeles area um, and you hear this in the next couple days you can check out master john's tours at masterangels.org you can get tickets for this weekend there as well um but I just thought this was a super wonderful thing that you happen to be in town just after Lyme Awareness Month, but also just after this amazing miracle that we both witnessed. And again, it wasn't a Lyme disease miracle, but it could have been a Lyme disease miracle. Yes. Um, that could have been the kind of instantaneous healing that you had where you instantaneously, your body felt better. It was very similar to that in a way. Yes. So I just wanted to sh- share that with everybody. And and I just want to swing back around to the heart. So can you tell us how you, like, like how you took care of your heart during that time that you were sick? I, I hear that one of the ways that you took care of your heart around your children was doing those videos and, and doing letters to them and things like that. Do you have any other tips for people that are dealing with chronic? Well, I think that um, for me, I think one of the reasons why I was able to heal the way I did was 
a certain level of surrender and just trusting that the process was right, whatever it was. So I wasn't fighting it, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. Towards mm-hmm. the end, I was really, even though it broke my heart, the idea that my kids would be without me. Um, at the same time, I felt very settled and very calm and mm-hmm. very centered. And I think that surrender helped me be super open to the miracle when it came and receive it fully. So that is a big part of it. You know, we don't have control, no matter how much we'd like to believe that we do. I think that was a big part of me taking care of my heart is not it's not that I didn't want to get better. But it was just like just a certain level of faith, I guess, of just being with what was and being okay with what was. And um, I got out of it <laughs> as a result. So, and did you? So, it doesn't sound like you, because a lot of people that have chronic illness have depression and anxiety, both. So, it doesn't sound like you had depression or anxiety. You know, I think I probably went through those phases, but at some point, I kind of came to um, more of a just a really settled, centered state of surrender. And that that really helped me just feel connected to those around me instead of feeling sad about what was happening. I I just was really in my heart. And the resulting after I was healed was that I had this huge connection and compassion for people who have Lyme. And I saw my path for the first time, you know, clearly, because before that, I, I kind of wasn't sure, you know, I was mostly doing that home mom thing. But I have a lot of interests and I was kind of all over the place. But afterwards, um, it's pretty clear to me that I'm meant to help people um, with their healing and um, particularly people with Lyme. And so um, it really helped me center in my heart and get clear about what my purpose here is. So so tell them how they can find you and how they can work with you. Uh, my email. Work with you and the Master Angels. Yes. <laughs> my email is lotusblessings1 at gmail.com. Best way to reach me is to email and set up a uh, time to talk. Excellent. And I'll put that in the podcast notes so they have instant access to you. So, and you don't only deal with, I've sent people to you that are not Lyme too? Well, I never, um, I don't diagnose. I'm not a medical professional. So I need to be very clear about that. I, I don't guarantee anything. Um, what I do is I sit with a person and uh, look to see what comes to me and um, use my, my abilities to try and determine what could be going on and again it's not diagnosis and a lot of times people come with the diagnosis especially with Lyme and then I just all I do is ask the angels to do the healing and so of course I can't guarantee any specific result of any kind but I do have clients who are feeling better and are happy um like me yes (laughs) like Bridget and Thule and Lucy yes who again (laughs) would be here if we had four microphones. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Stephanie, for sharing about Lyme. I mean, I think, I think that there are a lot of people, this article that I was reading was like talking about how many people have Lyme and they just don't know that they have it. Like you said, it can be awakened by a trauma or another illness or something, but, um, it's, I think it's really great to just keep increasing the awareness about it because, 
people can feel like they have a bunch of other different things like fibromyalgia or other things and maybe maybe it is that and maybe it's also Lyme it's worth exploring yes yes and you know the the misdiagnosis with this sort of thing is quite high and it can go either way some things are Lyme and are misdiagnosed as other things and sometimes Lyme is even you know people think they have Lyme and and they don't so you know there's uh some antibiotics that uh are mold derivatives that can cause symptoms sometimes that are mimic Lyme very closely. So it can go either way, but I do believe that it to be um, quite an epidemic these days in terms of, of illness for people. So it's, it's important to spread the word. That was Stephanie Reed. Thank you, Stephanie, for spreading some love into the Lyme community. And thank you, superheroes, for coming. If you like this podcast, please help us out by rating and reviewing and subscribing to it wherever you get your um, podcasts and or over on iTunes. And don't forget, Super of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World is now out and about in the world. Go get it now. Have a great day, Superhero.